check, check. Testing one, two, testing one. Jess is recording. Unscripted, buddy. Jess, what's new in the world, man? We, uh, the Royal Rumble went up. We record this on Friday, January 27th. The Royal Rumble is tomorrow. So as you guys hear this, actually, it's probably going to be going on. But, uh, any predictions? Yeah, it's funny. It's like who who wants to who do you want to win the rumble? Who do you think's gonna win the rumble? And it's simultaneous for me. It's Cody. That's what I. That's what everybody thinks. That's what it's the obvious. Um, we were talking earlier off, offline that there's rumors that there were not rumors but speculation that Sammy could do it, but I just don't see it. Um, we're do we were doing some major fantasy booking earlier. I don't know if we want to get into that, but <laughs> with elimination chamber because I think that you have to have two people wrestle Roman for Roman to lose at WrestleMania. And the best way to do that, since he's the universal champion is the, both the winners of the chamber and the winner of the rumble would wrestle him in a, in a triple threat for the title. But I know some, or, or you make him wrestle two nights, which I hear is also speculation. You could do that too. And he'd be just be too roughed up on the second night. Cause he has to drop it. Eventually he's held it forever. And I think that's the way you do it. You know, you got to find a way to put a chink in that, in that armor, so to speak. And, you got to make it unfair for Roman. It's the only way to do it. Um, so maybe it'll be Sammy having to wrestle him on night one from winning the chamber, and then Cody beats him on night two. That's all my fantasy booking for now. That's pretty solid. So I mean, I think we're the the idea yeah. of Rock seemingly fading away, unless he surprises everyone tomorrow or today when this comes out. But yeah, you think you would have heard something, and then the fact that we've been reviewing kind of. Um, all kind of 2013 um, pay-per-views and looking at rock and how he injured himself. Weird. Uh, I don't think he can afford yeah. to even take that chance. Even if he did have a schedule yeah, 10 years later, we yeah. think he's going to be even 10 better. years he's later. Bigger. And he's, he's even bigger. bigger now than he was. Yeah. So yeah, he's bigger it'd now. be a hell of a moment for rock yeah. to come out. It'd be a hell of a moment for Austin to come out. Uh, um, but I agree with you. But again, I, We talked about that. They, I think Cody needs to win the right with Stone Cold last year. Yeah. I think Cody needs to win the Cody Rumble. I, I don't think Sammy needs to win the Rumble to be in the main event against Roman. I think there's more. Yeah, so I agree with that statement. And then yeah. I also think, like, why could, why do wrestling fans insist on combining every storyline into yeah. one? Like, why can't we have the cool Sammy storyline over here and then the cool Cody Rhodes legacy storyline over here? And then, you know, I'm not saying they can't intertwine at times. You know, Sammy yeah, might yeah. cause a Roman to lose or something like but that. But why yeah, can't have we have totally interlink the stories? Yeah. yeah. Why do we always have to just have one good storyline and then not like anything else? Why can't we have several good storylines up and down the card? So not everything needs to be about the world title. Just because Sammy's over, why give him the world title? I'm not suggesting that as a career reward, he doesn't need the title. But listen, the Sammy character doesn't need to win the title. It could just be. You know, he's like another kind of the snake. Doesn't he? Doesn't need it right now. Yeah. yeah, like just let him be cool and be a fun character. And I'm not saying that he'll never win the world title. I'm just saying, like right now, I think the Cody Rhodes thing is its own thing. If he if he win, if he wins the title, it'll it'll have to be a briefcase. It'll it'll be it'll be a money in the bank briefcase to do it. That's how Sammy's gonna have to do it. Um, yeah, and we could all be wrong about all of it. Like you know, I don't know, but that's the cool thing is like I really. There's a lot of different things. I think we all think Cody's probably the most cement thing, which I would not be disappointed. I want Cody to win the Rumble too, but um, I think and I think his injury makes him even more over now, and he's gonna get a massive pop when he comes yeah. back, and you know, so and, him and Seth yeah. will obviously face off at some point in the Rumble, and then you know, 
Yeah. And so, and by the way, we are four minutes in, and I'm sure people who are watching us on YouTube, are you going to give any explanation to why your uh, your your photo of you shirtless is up? <laughs> oh, uh, so this picture was taken of me about six <laughs> to eight months ago. Yeah, um, <laughs> six to eight months ago. And uh, I just, yeah. So I had a procedure done to my nose uh, to fix a deviated septum that I've had for a long time. So I have a bandage on my nose, I have gauze under my nose, and my nose is swollen twice its normal size, so I felt that I'm not very camera ready right now, but, you know, I wanted to still talk about wrestling and stuff, so I took a photo of myself from, that's, I'm going to be fair, probably about 10 months ago it was taken, yeah. outside. Um, yeah. I was just getting out of my car and like, yeah, I think, said, I think can, I took can that I just photo. capture you? Yeah. yeah. It was like those YouTube things when someone walks by. Can I just can I photograph yeah. you? Someone asked me that. I said, "Yeah." And I'm a all the ones on all the ones on on I do or the was it? I'm a professional photographer. Can I show you some of my work? Sure. I like to take some yeah. I so, uh, I so I just figured it, instead of showing everyone my swollen face, I would rather show me. I would like to think everyone pictures you like doing this from a hospital room, like actually like with hooked up, and then you just have a, like a, your Yeti <laughs> microphone like in the hospital bed. So. Just it's hanging over like comes my bed right now. Pan. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I, and he hits me. <laughs> so I told you. I told you not to let him in. I, and I know, I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna share some stuff, Jess. But there was one thing that came across my thread today I thought was hilarious. Um, did you hear that WWE had to drop the the tag team name Banger Bros? Oh, did they? They had to drop. Yeah, can you guess why? Because of Bang Bros. <laughs> awesome. Um. Yeah, it's, it's. I think. I guess it kind of stems back to WWF, right? Who coined it first? And apparently, it's funny. Like, like someone said, "How did they not catch it?" I'm like, "Oh, they knew the whole time. WWE knew what they were doing the whole time. They knew when they made that name up. Like, like how does but nobody they were know going for banger bros, right? Because they do all they do is bangers matches, right? But yeah. it's too. But it's too. It's too close. I guess that's hilarious. I guess like. So they, and then I heard that. Then up. I heard the plans was just to have interviews with random women in cars, like while the car's yeah. driving, and then he exits. Yeah, I'm just kidding. That was. And then, happen, and then it becomes a match. Yeah. yeah that's what I heard. No. Yeah. They also have to stop saying um, <laughs> "grab the brass ring" because of brazzers. What? I'm just kidding. It's so funny. <laughs> you don't grab the brass ring that McMahon used to. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Stupid joke. So I uh, wanted to talk uh, maybe and make a majority about it. So I, I, it's been it's made news a little bit over the last and it's actually was announced about a year ago that uh, uh, the great Muda or Kiji Muto um, is retiring and he's announced it last February and he's done a, a farewell tour that he calls a bye bye tour, which is really funny. And uh, uh, his last match is the great Muda happened almost. Was it two weeks ago or was it last week? And I don't remember. And he, Sting, and uh, Darby Allen uh, were. It was a six-man match, and they won the match. And that was the last time we're ever going to see the Great Moody character. Two weeks before that, he wrestled Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, both both these matches took place for Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan, yeah. um, which is kind of like smaller. It's not as big as New Japan Pro Wrestling, but it's like I don't know if Muda owns some of it or not. I could be totally wrong. Well, but, in New um, Japan, and Noah did like second half of Wrestle Kingdom was a Noah versus New Japan card. And that match was on there, okay. I think. Or, or, or gotcha. he was in a okay, six-man okay. as one of his last ones, which was Noah versus New Japan. Gotcha. Yeah, so the 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 Shinsuke Nakamura, um, Shinsuke, it would end up defeating him. It was We talked about it last week. It was a cool, creative ending. Shinsuke actually sucked the poison mist out of Muda's mouth and then spit it back in his face and hit it with his finisher and pinned him. But it was a good match for what Shinsuke could get out of the 60-year-old 
uh, Great Muda. And uh, I just said he won a six-man. So his very last match ever as the Great Muda, he was victorious with Sting and Darby Allen last week. And then uh, his last match, he will wrestle just as himself, just as uh, he's been called Kenji Mudo, Kiji Mudo, uh, the Black Ninja, the Great Muda, everybody mostly knows him for, Lone Wolf, Super Black Ninja, the Super Ninja. He's come. He's had a lot of different things. I think what when he's not the Great Muda, which I'll talk about when they created the Great Muda and why the Great Muda was created. He's he's Kenji Muto, but like he'll be like the Black Ninja Kenji Muto or the White Ninja Kenji Muto. Like that's what he'll be. So he's really only been two personas himself or he's been uh, the Great Muda. And uh, what real thing I want to share as well, too. Um, Dave was actually a part of this as well. And I want to say 2017 or 18. I do not remember. Um, we went to a PCW event in Wilmington, yes. which is like the Los Angeles area, and we got to meet the Great Muda. Yeah. He was uh, teaming with uh, uh, Pentagon, and uh, they were taking yep. on um, uh, God uh, Johnny not Johnny Nitro. God, why am I forgetting yeah, John, his name? It was John Morrison, but I, yeah, I can't remember what he was going by. I think they called him something else. Like yeah, he they I think it was changed Johnny his name for whatever. Yeah. yeah, they call yeah. him a different thing for every promotion that he's in, and uh, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, they wrestled in a tag match when we got to see Muda there and he was definitely moving a lot slower or whatever. But before the event happened, we got to get his autograph on these t-shirts and we got to meet the great Muda and he was awesome. And, uh, it's probably one of my favorite things I've done. I've been a fan of him since we first saw him and that's when the great Muda character got, uh, created, but he was, he was Kiji Muto or Kenji Muto, like uh, when he first started wrestling. And then when he came to the United States and wrestled for the NWA in 1988 slash 89, he created the great Muda character to come over here and be a separate character for him in the States. But it was such a big deal and it worked so well here in the United States that when he went back to Japan after he got done with his year stint, I think he was only in WCW for like a year. Um, then whenever mm-hmm. he got a chance to um, uh, go back to Japan, then he would keep the great Muda character and he would just go back and forth. It depends on what uh, uh, this is like a really cool photo of him too. Um, depends on what he was yeah. doing. He would, he would turn back to himself. I still, uh, major... I'm still fascinated by that situation too, Jess. He was he was incredibly nice for one, and nobody was around him. Like they were all around the new wrestlers, and I, I feel like the younger generation had no idea who he was and why he was there. It was weird. I think because too, yeah, because he is he is you know um, mainly from Japan, and that's where he realized his fame. I think that if you didn't catch him in NWA slash WCW in the late '80s, early '90s, you didn't really. And then you know he came, he did come back in like '91, '92, '93. Uh, he also, when they tried to bring the uh, NWA Heavyweight Championship back, he came back and won that title um, in 1990, early 1993. He won. He would lose that title to Barry Windham uh, at Super Bowl three, and then Barry Windham would go on to lose that to Flair later in the year. But they were trying to bring the NWA title back uh, as 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 a bridge because uh, WCW has always been interested in keeping a good relationship with New Japan, and so was Bischoff and Sony Ono was a big part of new Japan negotiations and he and Bischoff were really good friends in real life. So Bischoff went out of his way when Bischoff became executive producer and then later executive vice president for WCW. Uh, uh, Bischoff really wanted to make sure that he had a good relationship so much. In fact, that the Muda would actually come back to the United States uh, in, during the Monday Nitro era. A lot of people forget that he uh, was part of that era and he was part of the NWO and a lot of people, I know it got watered down. I know um, a lot of people got uh, put in the NWO, but the NWO and uh, uh, 
Hiro Mansuta and, uh, and uh, Scott Norton would go back to Japan and they were uh, Japan NWO over there or team NWO Japan or something they called them over there. So Muda wrestled on Nitro quite a bit and he wore the NWO colors. He would actually paint his face with the NWO on it uh, in the late 90s. And I think it's just kind of a cool little fact. And then as he got older, he would go back to all Japan. Then he started wrestling for Pro Wrestling Noah. And, uh, and then that's when he took on this look and he would do like a... Uh, run of this guy in TNA Impact. Uh, I'm trying to remember what years he was in Impact, but he did like a whole like six month tour with them too. So he's been in and out of the United States like since he his first run. But I think it's a little known fact that he created the Great Muda character for that, and then he just sort of morphed it. So when he went back to Japan, he would just switch back and forth between himself with no makeup, and he would do the Great Muda. And some of his ring entrances were awesome. I think we've all seen it. Where uh, one time he came back and uh, he took him to Jiri. And uh, someone came out and they had a genie bottle and they threw the genie bottle on the floor. And I mean, the steam fucking rocketed up from like the ramp. And then as the steam, it like they must have had big vacuums like in the floor and it sucked the steam back up. And then the Muda was standing, Muda was standing there and the whole That's crowd cool. popped or whatever. So it's like so cool. he said some really cool his his get up, his garb, as you can see in this picture, uh, this picture here. You guys can still see him, right? There's a there's a there's a box in the way. Oh, I didn't, oh, didn't even know that. Um. So yeah, so uh, uh, we turn it off here, and uh, now it's back to normal, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. So it's just uh, I wanted to talk about him because like he's done, he really captured my imagination. The face paint, obviously, when I was younger, uh, he used to spit the mist, yep. the poison mist, and uh, I think that uh, I, great Muda. I uh, and just side note, I I I know just unfortunately his shirt his shirt got washed by mistake, but my shirt is still uh, boxed, never been worn. The signature is still intact. In a shirt, in a shirt uh, display box uh, in storage. Nice, I still have it. Yeah, and then you guys were saying when he was at that appearance, much like Steve Austin, he was also pitching like a, ja- a Japanese beer, his own beer too. So he was at shirts, and he was um, doing an alcohol deal. Is that right or no? Yes, I don't remember. Uh, I can't remember the name of the beer, but that's all that they had there. Yeah, and I can't then we were that. we were talking to a bunch of people. I also, and, uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, that's Muda's beer." <laughs> oh, that's cool. I also remember just um, Kevin Kevin Sullivan just waddling by as well. It's kind of funny, like just out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> and this was uh, probably his greatest American rival was Sting. Funny that you know Flair yeah, said his greatest so, opponent they, was they Sting. Had, they had a great match uh, together. They had a lot of like matches together, both here in the states and over in Japan too. And this is that tag match I was telling you about, and pretty much Sting saying goodbye to him and paying tribute to him. So it's kind of cool. He made a brief appearance on AEW. I forgot uh, at the end of uh, last year uh, where he came out and saved Sting. Yeah. Um, so awesome. uh, it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. And, you know, it's, I'm glad we could say goodbye to someone that's been around in our childhood and everything, and they're not dead. And I know that sounds like harsh to say, but I'm glad you could say goodbye to someone in their 60s and they're ending their career yeah. on their their terms. And you're not, we're not saying, oh, wow, this person died. You know, they, they were only 50 yeah. or they were only 60. Like, it's good. It's good to see to him someone. and the Stinger still around. Even though we, we give, we kind of give Hogan a lot of shit, he's still around. It kind of feels good to see this guy still around and, like I said, their own terms, pretty much. Even Flair, thank goodness. I mean, he was he was so thinking. unlike anything you'd seen at the time, and it was a th- it was thirty years ago. But like the velocity and the snaps of his like el- his rolling elbows and everything he did with such like his speed, and all it that, was yeah. yeah, just it was awesome well, to see the, the Thunderdome match he had in yeah, eighty nine. Like he had so many good stuff. He put the fire out with his yeah, face. it was is awesome. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that, that, that move, move where great. he would throw his opponent into the corner and then he would like do like run a running, he would run towards them, but do like two flips and then into a back elbow. When we first saw that in 1989, I did, I'd never seen anything like that. And then he would miss people. He did the quick snapping elbow way before yeah. people's elbow. Like he did this quick snapping elbow that he would like set you up for. And he would, he would casually like bounce off the ropes, but then he would rock it off the ropes and hit this elbow like so fast. And like, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. And he used to call it like the greatest moonsault ever is what he used to. I know uh, Christopher Daniels used to call that his move too, but Muda was known as doing like the best and prettiest moonsault. He would just slam his opponent and just walk up to the top. Yeah, you watch some, yeah, you watch some, um, some, you go back and watch some of those. I mean, they're, they're, they're fantastic layouts is what they are. I mean, they're just layouts that don't complete and you just, kill somebody <laughs> on the front of the moonsault um and I, I hate to keep going back to that live event but i i you know just talk about how, how nice moon was um at first like just like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get a shirt from these guys like it's just expensive i was like ah uh. and then just like i think that's mudo over there we couldn't tell because you never see mudo without his face paint and we just looked and we saw the shirt seems so just kind of sitting there and i'm like jess i'm i'm gonna buy a shirt you want me to buy you a shirt I, th- I think i bought the shirt for both of us i can't i think and um he's like yeah 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 so let's just buy one and, and we just you know, you're paying him directly. He's like, oh, oh, he's like, okay, great. He's like, and he's like, do you want me to sign? And we're like, oh, you're going to sign him? I'm like, hell yeah. That's and cool. uh, he's like, okay, you you stretch. You stretch him so they sign really good. So he had to stretch him and then he signed him. And then he's like, wow. do you want a picture? A young I'm like, you're going to give us a picture too? I'm like, damn. So he was really, really kind about the whole thing. So um, after I realized what we were getting for those shirts, I, I think it was just, it was so worth oh, it. Oh, he shirts. didn't want $125 thought, thought just like Undertaker? last year right you know he did that's yeah, the thing like, i think it was yeah. like, i think it was like 30 or 35 a shirt it wasn't outrageous and then he gave us a picture and signed both of them i was like oh that's more than worth it so um super kind um very uh, you know just you know um and, and me and jess told him like several times how, how we were just honored to meet him and he was very respectful and and just incredibly nice guy you know um so it's just that that's that's my story about Muda, and I got to do that with Jess. It was a lot of fun in Los Angeles, and and then we got to see him wrestle after that, and um, that was tough because he couldn't do the things he used to do, but he he still was. And this mask also popped off in the ring, Craig. I don't know if I yeah, told his you mask that. fell off, and but he, he picked it up and he laughed and stuck his tongue out of it. He laughed on it. We all had a laugh with him. It felt it felt very yeah. homelike. He put it back on. They went back to work. It was cool. He just laughed. He was like, "Ha ha ha!" Did he put it back on? um you know it was cool yeah and he and he definitely that was like what four or five years ago he had a hard time moving then so i'm really glad that shinsuke got a really nice. good match out of Put him. his I body the six man, for us man you know yeah the six man match was really good and like you know it's uh um you know just uh yeah really he's cool. just one of our favorites going away we're getting too old and and that and, that uh, event was also so cool at the end of that match when the champion you know that won that match with muda um van dam came out to challenge him um right at the oh, that's end right the i forgot that van dam came out yeah Van Dam came out of the challenge with the show for the next event. So they built the next event with Van Dam to challenge the champion to sell tickets. I'm like, that was pretty smart. So <laughs> um, it was, it was cool. It was, it was a great time in Los Angeles. That's cool. Lots, lots of good memories there. So, yeah. So bye Muda. Thanks, you know, for everything. Yeah. You yeah did. Thanks. So Muda. we still got one more match, February yeah. 22nd, I believe. Um, it's going to be at the Tokyo dome. If I'm uh, read it correctly as well. So it's a fitting end to him. That's yeah. kind of where he started. He, he was one of those guys, uh, you know, he, like, like I said before, he was new Japan. He was all Japan. He was Noah. He was G one. Um, he came over here to the States. The only promotion he never wrestled for was Vince, uh, WWF. And I, I think that was a calculated thing. I think he never, Vince always liked to type. Yeah. 
WCW was always a little bit open. Okay, you want to be here for six months? That's cool. We'll let you go because you know he lived in Japan, so I think he and he was famous in Japan. Yeah. So he wanted obviously to go there and make the most. Plus, money, but, uh, you, you you take a, a little more realism into WCW. WWE was that bubblegum, you know, rock and wrestling, you know, bigger than life comic book, and that's not what Buddha was about at all. I don't think it would have fit in, you know. So. I mean, he's uh, God, he's Masahiro Chono. He's faced, yeah. uh, he faced Tatumi Fujinami. He faced, uh, he faced Hogan in yeah. Japan. He faced Sting in Japan. Yeah. Like he's, he's been in there with everybody. He's been in there with Flair. He's been in there with Funk. He's been in there like with Luger. He's been in there with, uh, yeah. I mean, WWF does not have, WWF does not have a good track record of doing any justice to any Japanese, uh, homegrown wrestlers. They've almost destroyed. And even Shinsuke, like watching highlights of Shinsuke and Muda, He's looked better than he has his, almost his entire run with WWF. So from Hakushi to Tajiri yeah. to there's they have not gonna maybe maybe Oscar, but like not a great track record Hopefully for that, from, from with new creative that changes Craig. But and his right. name wouldn't have been Muda. It would yeah. have been whatever the, the 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 Great Dragon or some stupid thing where they could own the image. So yeah, it would have been yeah yeah yeah. Hey Dan, yeah. So I'm, and I'm glad because yeah, Vince just didn't know what to do, and he, especially like a foreign entity, he would just be like, "Well, we got to dress him up," you know. Because Vince would have liked him, you know. You got to figure Vince. They want well, to break him down. Missed. He wants to like, break yeah. him down and make him his own. He wants to make it. His own. Got, he's got to own it, and I get it. You got to own the IP of everybody. You got to own the trademark. So, yeah. and then he just I think you know change though, Craig. The way he reinvented himself, you know, he's like kind of like the Japanese version of Chris Jericho over here, like. He just he would change his gimmick a little bit. Like when he physically started breaking down, he would start incorporating the mist into more. Like he would use the mist as like counter moves and matches when the ref wasn't looking. Like somebody would whip yeah. him to the corner. Like there was one where he got whipped in for the stinger splash, and as Sting's coming in for the stinger splash, he misses him in the face. And the ref, he's like, I don't know. Like look at the ref, and Sting has blue shit all over him. But it's just fun. Awesome. Like you know, like he he did one where he took on he he was forced to take on El Gigante in Japan, and he stunned El Gigante. He goes outside the ring, he gets a chair. Opens up the chair, sets it up, gets up on the chair, and looks at Eligante and missed him right in the face. And the whole crowd went fucking awesome. insane. Like, it was just so funny. Like, he had so much charisma and so much character mood up. That's I did. Awesome. And uh, he, he faced the Big Show on Monday Nitro one time where he Big Show picked him up for a choke slam and he missed it him in the face. And then the NWO comes in and beats up the Big Show. It was a famous spot. You know, so there's a lot of cool stuff that he did. He had a little thing with Vampiro when, towards WCW's dying days, he was wrestled yeah. with Vampiro a little bit too. So, mood has been around a long time. Yeah. He'll wrestle kinda... just by anybody if it's safe. Spe- you know? Speaking of a long time, uh, a dirty little secret around here is that Dave has never seen an episode of Dynamite Live. And Dave actually saw his first episode yeah. of Dynamite this oh, past right. week. And I would love to hear his uh, unvarnished thoughts on his first um, episode of Dynamite. Dave's our worst show ever. I, I, they had, should be I, had seen, I, I had seen some matches that were kind of like, you know, in, in the past when they first started. And I'll tell you, I feel like the production has... Um, doubled in in how good it is like just just the lighting um the the work on it that they've done they're they're bringing the records back up i noticed too which i think is kind of cool they, but they're, it's very i wish they would hold on a little bit longer to keep that sense of realism um the matches are come on man every match is amazing uh there are some spots um like i i, I saw brian danielson and he's on, he's on the wrap up and that match was just insane it was so good um I can't remember the name of the gentleman that he wrestled, um, but I, I, I feel like Cage. we saw that dude in LA too. He's jacked. He's jacked. Cage, and, is, um, Cage is awesome. Yeah, and he, he's great. And it was a really good match, but it, but they they played. I felt like they played the size as a real issue for for Danielson to have to beat him, and and they told that story, and that story would have been totally missed a lot of times in WWE. So there's things like that, those nuances. I think that hardcore fans really like. 
and I really dug on that. I, I still got to go back and watch the main event. I didn't get a chance to see it. I, um, I, I, I was down yeah. to bed. So, but I have them all. I, I, I have like, I have that going. I have rampage taping now, I think too. That so was, that, that I, was one I, of the I, most I emo- broke down and got a, emotional away. kind of moments that I've ever seen. Uh, the fact that Jay lethal was kind of crying in the ring already. The fact that if you hear the uh, oh, WB yeah. discovery didn't want the Briscoes kind of mentioned yeah. or on television for past tweets and Confederate flags and all that stuff. No network should be telling whatever AW Tony Khan what, what to do when it comes to like tributes and that kind of stuff. But that little, that Mark Briscoe and what you want to talk about, not like a, um, not reading a book by its cover is Mark Briscoe and how he handled himself in his poise. And there's like a clip from when he was at the airport talking after that match with, um, uh, with a wrestler for ring of honor wrestler. who's an actual kind of reverend. And there, it was so thoughtful about family and what he's going through. I was like, Holy shit. I have no idea. Mark was this thoughtful, and to be so composed and so they were playing characters that, that, that that's so passionate they, and they did a damn good job. It was, of it, it, was you know? it was really amazing to see, you know, them in the ring only eight days I on think, his I, brother's I, birthday. I think they're way more, they're way, the, the brothers were way more intelligent than anybody ever gave him credit for. Right. I think that's, yeah. And you can see that when you start to see the real, but they were living the character life, but that's not who they are. Yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, you know, and I was getting, I don't know if anybody caught it, but I was getting a little irritated last week in our, on, you know, in our unscripted stuff talking about how, you know, how his brother died. I'm like, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's gone. The kids think about the kids, think about, think about the family. Um, and uh, this send off. Yeah. I've, I've heard is great. I can't wait to go back and watch this. This is the only match that I missed. I saw, I saw Jericho, you know, in a, in a, in a tag and, and uh, Jericho is actually looking pretty, pretty trim again and still doing work. It's, it's unbelievable to watch him go. But the, but the thing is, is that these, these veterans to Danielson's kind of one of them, but he, he's just at another level right now, but Jericho's a bit older seeing they're all coming in to push these younger guys up. And I think that's just amazing. I think that's something that gets lost in our conversation. Yeah. When you watch Steen come out with Darby, cause he had a match as well. It's, it's, it's building these guys up. And then every once in a while they'll wrestle in a match too, because they love it. Um, and Jericho's still, but Jericho's with all these, I hate to say they're just kids, you know, and, he, and he's helping them build them up and helping them work. And, you know, I, um, I, I really kind of envy that. And, uh, I, I bet those young guys are just loving every minute of it because who would have thought, I mean, those guys were just babies when Jericho was wrestling in his prime and they're wrestling with him now, you know, they gotta be, I feel like they're extremely lucky. If they don't feel like they're lucky, they, they damn well better start feeling like they're yeah. lucky. Um, but I, I think they're pretty humble about it. I would, I would assume. And um, yeah, I can't wait to watch more of it. I, I've always wanted to, I just didn't. I'd right. It's not because Dave hates AEW. Doesn't like, like, right. It's because he didn't have cable. This yeah. It wasn't time. like so that. That's what that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to, trying to, trying to snip a few bucks, yeah. bro. Like, come on, you know, it's, but okay, that's all. I was excited I mean, when you said, uh, when you said some, cause I would always joke on text, like, yeah, turn I on AEW. I, I can't wait to watch more. And I'm watching, knowing that he doesn't have cable. Yeah, I would say, oh yeah. Every time you're like, Dave, watch AEW. Come on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll get Rampage going. I'll watch all the episodes. It's yeah, it, it's just different, you know. And 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 it I, I WWE is a lot easier to watch now. I, I like Hunter's direction, and I feel like Hunter. If you watch yeah. uh, WrestleMania, the 30th anniversary of Raw, uh, which was also this past Monday, um, you know, for once the DX segment came out there, and they didn't do all their finishers to the young talent. Like they incorporated themselves into the young talent, which I think that's more Triple H's style. Vince would have had you know DX make fools out of a current star. 
you know, and I think that like you shouldn't do that. They didn't yeah. do it this time. And I think that that's a very vindicative of what like uh, Triple H and Michaels kind of being this underling on this one. And even Regal in NXT now, they really wanted to build it. I think AEW's done that from the start. They've not gone out of their way to shit on anybody. Sting never has upstaged Darby Allen. He's always been right there to accent him. And then there's going to be a time yep. and it could be I now agree. where Darby could be on his own. He doesn't need Sting anymore, but he's introduced Darby enough to the public now that we know who Darby is. And I think that their relationship's great. So, uh, yeah, like AEW has been pretty good at that, man. Like they don't, they don't go out of their way to shit on people. And it has been so much easier to, when, when I first turned on, I'm like, wow, this is lit up. And I, that's what I really enjoyed. That's the first thing yeah. I noticed. Cause when they first came out, it was dark. It was like WCW kind of dark. And I'm like, ugh, you know, and now you can tell they're kind of taking some notes from, from, from the big boys. And you're like, wow, I'm going to light, I'm going to light it up. I'm going to have nice camera angles. Um, commentary was pretty decent. Um, I, I thought as well, I, I, uh, I, I thought it was, it's getting, they're, they're really starting to like, uh, buff it out and they're, they're fine tuning everything. All the edges are getting sharp and that's what it felt like to me. And even before I watched it, I was like, they're not going anywhere. This is going to be fine. This is gonna be a great outlet for other wrestlers that have that niche. You know, what, what was Cesaro be without it? I know he's kind of buried right now too, but there's, there's, there's lots of people that come over there with the outlet because someone over on WWE thinks that they don't have it or whatever. And it gives them a great opportunity to, uh, to rekindle. Uh, and they've been, there've been some great fits there. So it's, it's exciting to give those people another outlet and then have some of the greats over there that are kind of training the craft. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. But, uh, well, that's it. You know, Royal Rumble tomorrow. Uh, wanted to say goodbye Can't to Buddha. I totally forgot. I'm glad Craig brought that up that Dave is now, uh, an AEW <laughs> watcher. So he'll become more yeah. of an avid watcher. It's always better when you have variety anyway. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a vast difference of what I got to watch, you know, every Monday and Friday. And, um, you know, it's but it's it's not bad either. It's just different. Everybody calm down. We all still like WWE. Yeah. We all still like Apparently, L.A. Knight came out. Uh, Bray, the Wyatt family's old music came up with the Fireflies and L.A. Knight came out on Smackdown with like a tiny lantern to his music and pissed yeah, off everybody, which apparently was a great one. I, I, you know, I'm glad you brought him up. Cause he's so, he's always been great, but he's so good on yeah. the mic. And they had that segment with him and the undertaker and Bray on Monday. And I didn't know that now a part of his little catchphrase, he says something. He's like, yeah, like that's so funny. <laughs> like I just, so yeah. funny. So he'll yeah. say something. He'll be like, that's right. You want to, you talk about your yard, big man. Well, this is LA night yard here. <laughs> like that's so great. Like, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Like, so, I hope they keep pushing Knight. They keep pushing Austin Theory because like he's getting better and better. And uh, that's this is what I do like about Triple H's like cadence is he likes these people well, to get out there. There's so much going on, and it's all it's, nothing's really terrible, you know. Or on terrible. AW, uh, uh, Stark on oh, AW, yeah. dude. You they gave him the mic a month ago, and he has not slowed down since. And now they're booking him like a star. He's over. People cheer for him. That's great. His music. I hated his music at first, but now I'm like dun. <laughs> like every time he comes down, I'm like, oh man, like, you know, it's just, it's all about just giving someone who's good on the mic, stop telling them how to be good. Just let them be good. And then you got people like LA Knight just going, oh, like when Vince left, he was like, oh, I'm going to fucking memorize anything anymore. I can just like probably just take bullet points and just do okay, my thing. Yeah. Like, and he goes out there and just, it's awesome. Like. I love it, man. I yeah, love look, watching these guys look, and girls. Look, fucking... Yeah, just take the take the cuffs off these guys. When you see their light bulb goes on, there's nothing better than watching a wrestler get the, their light bulb comes on for them, and they're like, mm, "I get it now." Like it's the best thing ever. And then you watch a character get over. It's the goddamn best. Sami Zayn, perfect yeah. example. Like always, always has been this good. 
when he had the jackass match at WrestleMania, I'm like, he used to, as El Generico, he used to do comedy matches all the time. He was, when they told him that you're going to wrestle Johnny Knoxville this year, he's probably like, oh, I got so many ideas. Probably more than Johnny did. Like <laughs> He embraced like, it. And it was a good yeah, match. Like, normally, normally we go, what a stupid gimmick match. But that was like, at WrestleMania, where like that was one of the better matches on the card, and they just were all let good. let these guys and you girls know. fucking go nuts. Let Oscar try this new character, which should debut actually on Royal Rumble as well. Let her let all this stuff happen. Let them figure out their voice, man. That the best characters come from that. Dwayne that, had the yeah. greatest run look, we ever look, saw. Look this guy look, coming out. Look at, yeah. look at Austin. Like, oh my god, Dwayne Gill. Like, and on. he uttered the line, "If you smell what I'm cooking," and everyone's like, "That's so funny." Like, and then like after <laughs> that, Gill. it was just man, like. It just he took off. Let him do it. DX, like, oh, yeah. I can go on and on about these people that you allow yeah. to like talk as themselves. And the Triple H went like this to like this, and you know, really, it like, all. Do you, it's do you all think? Do you think though. Jericho's made the list came from Vince? Nah, he kind of created that on his own, he, and he would. He had yeah, no problem like, you know what? Vince, I'm gonna do what I'm. I want to do what I want to do, and it's gonna be yeah. good. And Vince is like, okay, yeah. you know, because you know what? You those, those are some of the la- those are some of the last ones that were that had the balls to say that before now. Before Vince really had their, his thumb on all of them, and now letting that release, you're gonna see some really good TV. You know, just some fun, some fun stuff's gonna come out of it. There's gonna be some flubs too. That's okay. Yeah, you there's know, gonna be some. Them, like, like, not look. everything's gonna work, right? Some people are just destined. Yeah, but to, let them I mean, find their voice. It, like, to yeah. your point. Yeah. 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 I, I'm excited. I'm excited about everything, unless um, that old man tries to get involved again and creative, then I'm gonna lose it. But <laughs> well, we're officially on the road to WrestleMania, so enjoy the ride, everybody. Yes. Good night, huh? Unscripted. So fast, we don't know how to end unscripted, so I think every time we just go and unscripted. You just say the word and unscripted. And that's it. And that's the end. Unscripted. And stop. <laughs> yeah.